0: Welcome back to middle school, it's a zoo out there so just be cool Don't speak too loud, try to fit in, but if you don't then you can be in
1: everyone and a welcome to the outfit repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host, Mercy Cantor, and back with me as always is Sam Chung.
0: Hi Marissa. Um I need a haircut really badly and there's nobody except you to give me one. So what's up with that? What up with that? Yeah. <laughs> when are you gonna watch a YouTube Well, <laughs> I don't trust you right now, but You need to well-acquaint yourself yourself in the world of cosmetology and then (laughs) fix my hair with the kitchen scissors that we have because that's the only pair of scissors that we have.
1: No, that's the problem. We can't use kitchen scissors, and that's not true. I have a pair of scissors that I use to cut my bangs. That would be better than kitchen
0: scissors. For my whole head?
1: I mean, better than kitchen scissors. My
0: hair's getting very long.
1: It is getting long. I mean... Are we at, like, senior pictures?
0: Uh, I think it's longer than it was for my senior pictures. Because I can almost go, like, I could almost make a man bun if I wanted to now.
1: Yeah, see, that's too long.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. You just need to, I guess I could do it myself, but it's hard because no, we don't have that don't many mirrors in <laughs> in our apartment. So. The problem is I'd be doing the back of my head blind and that could just get into very risky territory. Although who am I gonna see? So I guess well, <laughs> yeah, the risk that's is small. Th- that's
1: the thing, right? It's like I'm really scared of messing it up, but at the same time, it feels like there's no end in sight for
0: Yeah, I this guess
1: self isolation. That's true. So. I could cut
0: it all off and then by the time it you know, we are allowed to really leave, it could be this length again anyways.
1: Yeah. So it's like, we could cut it right after this if you want.
0: No, I still don't trust you. <laughs> you haven't built up the trust. So I need to see that you're watching the YouTube videos and that the YouTube videos pertain to my hair.
1: Well, also, we don't have any sort of clippers. Like, it would really just be a pair of you scissors. You just
0: said that you no, like have a, like the a perfect scissors.
1: Well, I have scissors, but I don't have, like, the electric, like, buzzer, you know?
0: Well, then scissors will just have to do. I mean, I've had some bad haircuts, so the bar is already pretty low. (laughs) Like one time, a hairdresser accidentally stabbed me in the ear, and then I started to bleed.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I remember that.
0: So that's the bar. Just don't stab me. Just don't make me bleed. (laughs) Don't make me bleed. And then you've already... One-upped the worst haircut that i've ever had. Okay.
1: Well, it's a new skill I can learn after I turn in my book Okay, okay. All right, but this episode of the podcast is not about your hair It's about lizzie. It's about episode 112 between a rock and a bra place
0: Yeah, um, is is this your favorite episode? You were very high on it coming in
1: yeah, definitely. I was excited to watch this episode again. Excited for you to see this episode because it just features one of the most iconic moments in Lizzie McGuire history. Lizzie wants a bra. Is
0: this is this how you told your mom that you also wanted a bra?
1: No. You
0: just blurted out, I want a bra in front of your whole family.
1: No, I don't have any specific bra shopping memories or any bra trauma. As we've already talked about on this podcast, I barely need a bra today. So nothing... I I mean, I I remember the feeling of wanting one more when I was their age. Like, I definitely connected to that um, just because middle school's
0: rough. I don't know. Is there social status involved?
1: Well, I think it's more of you get to, not to talk about puberty, but puberty, you know, they're at that age where some girls need bras and some girls don't. And the girls who don't still want one because... Like, like in the show, right? It feels adult. It feels like a s- rite of passage. Like you're growing up, you are becoming, I guess, quote unquote, a woman. So in Between a Rock and a Bra Place, I mean, I think the title of the episode is kind of self-explanatory, but I'll give you the official description anyways. Lizzie and Miranda go shopping for bras with Lizzie's mother. Also, actor David Carradine gives Matt a helping hand. And this episode aired on May 11th, 2001. In the opening scene of this episode, we begin in the locker room. And at first, you know, Lizzie and Miranda are complaining about dodgeball. They're like, why is it every time it rains, we're just stuck playing dodgeball? I think dodgeball was kind of banned by the time we did gym.
0: Yeah, dodgeball unfortunately got banned. Um, I don't really know why because it wasn't super painful. There were much more painful sports sports that we played in gym class, ring hockey comes to mind.
1: Also got banned.
0: <laughs> Which then, yes, also got banned. But dodgeball seemed like one of the more harmless of the of the sports because the balls were really soft, you know. So
1: Yeah, but there were some really aggro people who played dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I get it. But and compared as there to, like,
0: ring hockey where people are, like, chucking other people against the wall, <laughs> like, there's no, like, physical contact involved in dodgeball.
1: You know, there should not have been physical contact involved in ring hockey
0: either. Well, then you clearly were not playing ring hockey the correct way. <laughs>
1: Obviously, I never played ring hockey. You think I ever picked the ring hockey choice? I was playing four square. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I played ring hockey a couple times.
1: Like, okay. Violent. <laughs> Not to go off on a tangent, but the way gym worked for us, it wasn't separated by gender like like Lizzie, like in Lizzie's life. We had three or four different activities you could pick, and by way of that, it kind of did become separated, right? Because you had the super aggro one, like the actual sport. Then you had a couple of like, you know, like you had your archery, your golf, your, 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 your mild no-contact sports. Even like I would put tennis in that category. And then you had Foursquare. You had yoga. You had power walking. I was doing all of those things.
0: You did power walking? Oh, my God.
1: Yes, I think we already talked about power walking on the podcast.
0: Um, Just the word power walking (laughs) makes me want to, like, makes my mouth want to roll its eyes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so anyways, aggro people in gym class. And there were aggro people in Lizzie's gym class. Jenny Woods specifically is the Mike Tyson of dodgeball?
0: Yeah, we get a montage of her and her like great arm.
1: Yeah, and you know hitting Lizzie off the head with a dodgeball. This is where the conversation turns because Miranda contributes this newfound strength that Jenny Woods has to the bra.
0: Yeah, the bra has made her a whole new person, um, and this isn't just a phenomenon that these that Lizzie and Miranda are seeing with Jenny Woods, this is the same phenomenon that also played out with Kate. So, you know, one time is an incident, two times uh, coincidence, three times start of a pattern, and they're starting to see the start of a pattern forming.
1: Yeah, and they're like, we're 13, we should have a bra.
0: When did you get your first bra? How old were you?
1: I was probably about 12 12 or 13 it was probably around the same time and it wasn't like a padded bra it was very much a training bra more of like a half of a half of a tank top situation and like lizzie and miranda i i definitely wanted one more than i
0: needed one yeah all right so lizzie and miranda they decide they need a bra now
1: immediately immediately
0: yeah and then they have a bit of a debate about how they'll get to the mall after school.
1: Yeah. Um, Miranda asks Lizzie to ask her mom to drop them off. And Lizzie's like, no, let's ask your mom. And Miranda says that her mom is working, which I made note of because I want to know what her mother does. And I want to know if you if that's evidence. I mean, there already is enough evidence that Joe doesn't work, really.
0: But Yeah, I don't think she works. I mean, she stayed home with Matt to take care of him when he was sick all yeah. day. Um, I don't think she. I don't think she works. We still don't really know what Sam McGuire does.
1: Yeah, but Joe, we can probably confidently say at this point is a homemaker. Yeah. And Miranda has this plan, right? She's like, "We'll ask your mom. We'll tell her that we're going shopping for school supplies. Harmless enough." But Lizzie's like, "I'm bad at lying."
0: Yeah, but she's like, she's so bad at lying. She
1: is so bad at lying. I
0: didn't. Did we know that she was this bad at lying, or is this a new development?
1: I mean, I feel like it fits with her character.
0: She's really good at lying to herself.
1: Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, this was as bad as um, Francesca and Haley on Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> I know this is a PG podcast, but.
0: Yeah, we don't need to. We, we don't, don't even need get to get into that.
1: If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. You don't need to
0: sidestep <laughs> Too Hot to Handle right now. That's an entirely <laughs> different podcast.
1: It's just a nod.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so, but they decide, you know what? They're going to practice the lie, that way Lizzie's prepared when they go to talk to Joe. Yeah, and
1: and Miranda's going to make the first move here. Miranda's like, I got this. You just have to not ruin it. She's
0: going to take the lead. They're going to say that they're shopping for school supplies.
1: School supplies. School supplies. And I repeat it because that's what Lizzie was literally doing in the episode.
0: School supplies.
1: (laughs) So we cut to theme song, and then we're back at Lizzie's house, and we see the plan is in motion.
0: It's like, they walk into the house, and Joe is immediately, like, right there. And so, Lizzie and Miranda, they just immediately start acting suspiciously.
1: Oh, yes. Super sketchy entrance. (laughs) Super sketchy.
0: They they do not play it cool at all. Like, I would argue they're both bad. Like, Miranda thinks she's pretty good at lying. No, you're bad, too. You're both bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Joe is folding towels in the kitchen and is doing laundry, and we get a Mr. Snuggles reference. And... Mr. Snuggles made an appearance in um, the camping episode, so nice little callback, but he's getting a little gross.
0: Joe is really obsessed with Mr. Snuggles. (laughs) It seems like Joe is bigger on Mr. Snuggles than Lizzie Lizzie is, yeah, yeah. because Joe is the one who keeps bringing Mr. Snuggles up, and she's like, oh, I remember Mr. Snuggles, and Lizzie's always like, mom, Mom." no.
1: (laughs) And Mr. Snuggles is a stuffed pig, just to to remind y'all. Yeah. Um, but he needs a good wash. And Lizzie's like, Why are you talking about this? I don't care what you do with Mr. Snuggles. Yeah. Stuffed animals are for babies. <laughs> Give him to Matt.
0: Just the first of um, several outbursts that Lizzie has oh, towards yeah. Joe in this episode. Oh, yeah. She's very hostile.
1: <laughs> she really is. Yeah. And then Joe's like, Oh, but Mr. Snuggles, you've had him since you were two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Lizzie's like, I'm an adult now. Yeah. I'm an adult.
1: Which is kind of, I guess, this Mr. Snuggles conversation is a metaphor for the entire episode.
0: Yep. In a way. Okay. But this has all been preamble for the big ask.
1: Correct. School supplies.
0: Yes. And they, (laughs) so Miranda says they need to go to school to, or they need to go to the mall to get school supplies. And then Joe asks, what do you need school supplies for? And Lizzie says, school supplies. School supplies. (laughs) Uh, Good one Great job Yeah well, well done You are acing lying Cover absolutely Correct. intact Correct
1: And you know they're, they're lucky Because the phone rings And Joe goes to answer the phone And it gives them an opportunity to run away Though we find out that they are not lucky That the
0: phone rang Yeah th- no you're getting ahead of yourself
1: I was gonna pause but go off.
0: Oh, okay so now we have our B story uh, and Matt has like a catalog or a newspaper or something I forget but he's found this kind of uh, open call for auditions and it looks like Jet Lee Li is looking for a sidekick for his next project and Matt himself wants to audition. Now does Jet Lee know that Lizzie McGuire has used him as a B-story plotline?
1: I do not know. It's a great <laughs> question. Can do they you... have to get
0: approval from Jet Lee to use Jet Lee in this story
1: probably should we does everyone know who jet lee is
0: jet lee is a he's like an actor who acts in martial arts movies similar to a bruce lee or a jackie chan similar sort of archetype
1: okay i mean i knew that i was just making sure that we like gave some context for the for the listeners i'm pretty sure everybody
0: knows who jet lee is i feel like it's pretty common there aren't there aren't that many big names in this in this category. That's,
1: that is unfortunately true.
0: Yeah, but
1: yeah, Matt, a small white middle class boy, wants to be Jetley's sidekick.
0: Yeah, you know it could work. There have been some uh, interesting pairings over the years: Shrek and Donkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the one that's coming to mind right now: Woody and Buzz,
1: <laughs> Jetly and Matt,
0: Jetly and Matt. <laughs>
1: and Sam and Joe are very like, this is a bad idea, but because they are the supportive parents that they are, they're like, okay, we can lean into this. We can let Matt do this thing because what are the odds that he's actually going to win? Like, we don't need to be the bad guys in this situation.
0: Well, the deal is that there are a couple different ways that you can enter your submission. You can either do it via essay or via a video submission, and so Sam is very excited about the prospect of writing an essay because who knew he once won a trip to DC in 1976 for his brilliant bicentennial essay.
1: You know, that is the most Sam McGuire thing to ever Sam Maguire.
0: It's, it's very Sam McGuire, yeah.
1: The bicentennial essay was called, and I wrote this down because it is incredible, America. It's more than just amber
0: waves of grain. Robert Carradine, I just looked up, was born in nineteen fifty four. So in nineteen seventy six you would have been twenty two years old <laughs> writing America. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than just amber waves of grain.
1: <laughs> I guess as as Hollywood tends to, you know, cast up for young actors playing teenagers, I guess they also I guess Sam McGuire is playing a younger dad. No, than I he fully actually is. wanna
0: I fully want to prescribe to the idea that it was a bunch of 10-year-olds and a 22-year-old <laughs> Sam McGuire in the same contest.
1: I love that, actually.
0: <laughs> and then they're like, it was kind of a blind read, right? So they're all reading all these essays blind, and they're like, huh, this one seems very advanced for a 10-year-old. I think this one wins. And then they don't know who it's going to be. And then and then Robert Carradine just shows up, and they're like, huh, you're a 22-year-old man. We've been catfished. <laughs>
1: I love that conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's definitely what happened.
1: Right. And so Sam is really on board for this essay idea. And Matt's like, okay. Like, he doesn't – he's not thrilled, but at least he's allowed to enter, I guess, is sort of his mindset right now. Yeah, this is just – you know, all he needs
0: right now is an in, and he's gotten it.
1: Correct. So then we're back to Lizzie. Oh, Lizzie. So she's back downstairs with Miranda, ready for her moment, you know – This is her big do-over. She can have this conversation. Except Gordo shows up.
0: Yeah, apparently Joe invited Gordo to go to the mall for school supplies as well. Because if Lizzie and Miranda need school supplies, chances are Gordo needs school supplies as well.
1: Yeah, and everything really goes off the rails from here. (laughs) Um, Should we just play the clip?
0: Sure, let's play the clip. Hey! Y- y- you can't be here. And yet I am here. Your mom said we were going to the mall. Mm. <gasps> Hi, Mrs. McGuire. Hey, Gordo. Hey, Miss McGuire. I called my mom. She's cool with the mall thing. Why are you here? I invited him. When? When I just called. I figured if you guys need school
1: supplies for a project, so does Gordo. Oh, no, Porter doesn't need any school supplies.
0: What school project? Uh, You're not in that class. (laughs) But I'm in all your classes, except for gym. Well, then that's it. It's it's a very secret, special gym project that only me and Miranda need to go shopping for. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) What's the project, Lizzie? It's, um... I asked Lizzie. Oh... What do you need at the mall, Lizzie? I'd like to see a lawyer. Lizzie, tell Tell me me the the truth. truth. love that we watched this because when we were watching the episode obviously I was you know really focused on the note-taking but actually like absorbing all the action that was happening too
0: oh yeah all the different camera angles (laughs) there's so much going on yeah there's a ton going on here so I think takeaway number one Gordo is a terrible wingman (laughs) like he can clearly see that there's something going on here, but just doesn't cover at all does
1: not care
0: does not care He's gonna blow up their spot even if it even if it even if it, even if, it if it embarrasses them
1: Well, he's gordo. He's probably like is there a project. I don't know about <laughs>
0: like <laughs> Read the body language. Did I, gordo. Did I
1: miss something?
0: <laughs> You're not wanted here And then we get joe grilling lizzie because she knows that lizzie can't lie So
1: Yeah, I love that I asked Lizzie.
0: I asked Lizzie, not you, Miranda.
1: And I just like, Miranda just covering her face with her hands. (laughs) It's just like, horror was great. The quick camera angles between each character who's witnessing this conversation happen. The really zoom, zoom in on Joe's mouth when she goes, tell me the truth. Yeah. And the explosion.
0: And then, of course, Matt going, ew, that's disgusting. On brand. On brand. Classic line.
1: Yeah, I think that this is, I still maintain that this is one of the most iconic moments in, at the very least, Disney Channel television history.
0: Really? All of Disney Channel? This Mm -hmm. is one of the most iconic moments. Mm -hmm. I want a bra from Lizzie McGuire, episode 112.
1: Yeah. I mean, 19 years old, and we're still talking about it today.
0: We're talking about the whole series.
1: (laughs) It comes up on Twitter a lot.
0: Okay, okay. All right, fair. Okay, so the truth is out, and Lizzie and Miranda are worried about how Joe might react, and surprisingly, Joe is on board. I don't think it's that surprising. Well, surprisingly to them. It's not surprising to us. Okay. We know that Joe is going to be on board. She gets so excited about these type of projects and um, and endeavors, but for Lizzie and Miranda, it's almost like this is worse.
1: Oh, totally. I feel like from a... From a writing standpoint, I wish that that this was built into the episode more because, again, to us, this is so Joe McGuire, right? Yeah. And it feels almost like Lizzie should know that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: it feels like it would would have been a little bit stronger if they were explicitly sidestepping around the broad conversation so that this moment, like anticipating this moment Mm -hmm. and like making sure it didn't happen.
0: Definitely. So suddenly Gordo doesn't want to go to the mall anymore.
1: (laughs) That was a great moment too. His (laughs) delivery was excellent. Yeah. Um, But Joe's ready. She's getting her purse. They're going right now.
0: Okay. So the three girls go off to the mall, leaving the three boys at the McGuire household. And this is kind of where the Jet sidekick storyline begins to pick up some speed because Gordo is a noted filmographer. Yeah. He can film... Matt's contest video.
1: He can, and he's very excited to do so. Before that, I just wanted to note, as soon as the girls leave, Sam McGuire asks, how about those Mets guys? I just wanted to bring that up, because where are they?
0: Yeah, you said they were in L.A. Are they actually in a New York suburb?
1: Why was Aaron Carter there? I don't know. Why would Aaron
0: Carter be anywhere?
1: I still still maintain that their aesthetic is more L.A.,
0: and Sam Maguire just likes the Mets for a random reason. Maybe Sam to his Maguire job.
1: is from New York. He gives me a New York vibe. He does not belong in LA.
0: What about him gives you a New York vibe?
1: His tie.
0: His tie. No one in New York wears ties except he, like Wall Street bros.
1: Yeah, he probably, you know, he strikes me as the guy to take like the Metro North into the city every day.
0: Sam Maguire does not strike me as a Wall Street bro. There's a very distinct personality behind a wall street bro it's kind of like your fraternity continued on wall street <laughs> can you imagine sam mcguire in a fraternity no
1: but i imagine him in a stuffy office
0: yeah but that's different from wall street
1: wall okay. street traders
0: are like open floor trading calls 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 well, like people, wolf of wall street okay well you have to go back in time so
1: well people
0: think like leonardo dicaprio okay. and matthew mcconaughey banging on the chest
1: I just wanted to open up the conversation of where does this show actually take place? We still don't know. Yeah, we
0: still have no idea. No clue. No idea about occupation. No idea about location. No idea.
1: But that leads into the Matt's... um, Actually, I think it's Sam who says maybe you can help us with our project, Gordo. And Gordo is happy to help. Anything that gets him behind (laughs) a camera. I mean, this is a portfolio piece for him. So they're making a movie. Indeed they are. So then we cut to, we are at the mall. Miranda (laughs) tells Lizzie she cracked like an egg, which nothing new there. And just, Joe is just being so extra, like unbelievably extra. She's helping. She's just like telling the, you know, the salesperson, we are shopping for their first bras. This is so cool.
0: Yeah. And she asks, where's the little miss section? Is this a real thing? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have no context. Is the little miss section a real thing? And apparently, it's over by the footy pajamas. So, <laughs> is this like children footy pajamas or like adult footy pajamas? Were adult footy pajamas as big in two thousand one as the comeback of adult footy pajamas seems to be today?
1: I know. I'm like, what is this store? It felt like it was an entire store for lingerie and also, pajamas and just like sleepwear.
0: Also, like of the You know, the Victoria's Secrets that I've been in with you, I've never seen uh, a lingerie store laid out like this, where it's just like circular racks, almost like a department store. Yeah,
1: it was very department store. It was very, like, where are we, what are we selling? What is the identity of this store?
0: Yeah, because normally when you go into a lingerie store, right, they want to kind of show off, like, the flashier items. They don't want to just hide them in a circular rack.
1: Right, but it's Disney Channel, so guess, yeah. we can only go so far with <laughs> with what we're showing.
0: Sure. All right. So yeah, Lizzie asks Joe to be more discreet, um, and then she and Miranda come up with a plan to get lost.
1: Where? How big is this store? <laughs> it only sells one thing. Yeah. Or one, like...
0: No, well, actually, it sells two things. Bras and footy pajamas.
1: <laughs> and normal pajamas. As we will see. Yeah. So they scurry off, but then they run into Mr. Coppersmith. And Mr. Coppersmith is their super cute English teacher whom we have never seen before. And first of all, running into your male teacher in a like a lingerie store is mortifying enough. I love the idea that he was there to get a present for his wife, and he was just holding up a really basic pair of plaid pajamas. Like, pretty sure that's not what, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there were so many choices. That's exactly that's- what she asked
0: for. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> plaid pajamas. And then Joe comes over. It and- just, like, makes matters worse. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, hi, Mr. Coppersmith. How how funny to see you here.
1: And is like, holding up, like, at least a dozen bras.
0: I know. Not only are Lizzie and Miranda going to get their first bras, they're going to get their second, third, fourth, <laughs> fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth bra, tenth bras.
1: No, they need a. F- they're trying them on, Sam. They need to. There's many different styles, many different fits.
0: I know. So that's why they need to get one of each, one of everything.
1: No, they're just tr- they're just trying on to see what they like best. But this brings us to our first question of two questions.
0: We, we got two questions. Two
1: questions. Oh,
0: my God. The questions are growing exponentially.
1: I love it. Love to see it.
0: <laughs> okay. And what's the question? This
1: question from Rachel is, if you had to come up with a backstory for Mr. Coppersmith, what would it be?
0: Oh, Mr. Coppersmith is clearly a man with some kinks. Like, he's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm in here buying a present for my wife grabs some plaid pajamas as a cover. He's like, these plaid pajamas is is exactly what she's looking for. <laughs> but it's not actually why he's in the yeah, store. Yeah, he was not there for plaid pajamas. He's not pajamas. there for plaid pajamas. He's there for something a little bit more risque. <laughs> I
1: agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that is a hundred percent why uh Mr Copperstone. Coppersmith? Cop-
1: Copper Smith.
0: Mr. Coppersmith is in the store. No, I I have no doubt in my mind. So he's almost just as embarrassed and on the spot as Lizzie and Miranda are.
1: Yeah, it was just an awkward situation for everyone, everyone involved. And I really, you know, that feeling of just wanting to melt into the floor and disappear was really strong right here. And I I did feel for them in this moment because that would be very embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Why, did you have a different backstory for Mr. Coppersmith?
1: No, I totally agree. I alluded to it as soon as I brought him up. I said he's not there for plaid pajamas. Oh,
0: no, there's no way he's there for plaid pajamas. Mr. <laughs> Smith. All right. Thank you for your question, your Rachel.
1: dog. <laughs> now we're back to Jet
0: Li. So Sam, still kind of on the essay route, has come up with a list of interview questions for Gordo, uh, for Gordo to ask Matt. But that's not really the way that Matt and Gordo want to roll.
1: No, that's not cool. It's not hip. It's not hip. It's boring. And they, you know, Gordo is really invested. Like, Gordo and Sam are on completely opposite sides of the spectrum, right? Because Sam is like, okay, let's write this essay. Let's let him enter this competition. He won't win. Gordo is very invested in Matt actually winning this competition. And if Matt is going to win this competition, he needs to stand out. He's like,
0: This is what we're going to do. We're going to shoot our own martial arts movie. He's like, the way we stand out is we make a generic martial arts movie.
1: Generic. We rely (laughs) on every stereotype in the book. Yeah. But Matt is like, movie? Yes. You are way too cool to be Lizzie's friend. Yep. So then we're back at the mall, and we are in the fitting room, and they are supposedly, you know, trying on their bras. We keep getting... This interesting camera shot where it just keeps flashing back and forth to their shoes to indicate who is talking.
0: Yeah, and they're arguing about how to get Joe to leave them alone and who is going to take take the lead on this.
1: They're really high right now on just abandoning ship. But, you know, Lizzie's not good at confrontation. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing, and this is all coming to me like epiphany moment. Lizzie thinks she's bad at confrontation because of her own self-esteem anxiety whatever but when she actually does confront people she's not good at it it's not that she can't do it it's just like the way that she does it she gets like really mean
0: (laughs) she knows it theoretically it's just the execution is poor yeah it's like in theory i know how to juggle i just can't do it
1: (laughs) i know well like even going back to like her practicing her like non-apologies to kate in episode one
0: yes are you, are you saying that we really haven't seen that much character growth from Lizzie? I mean... She's, she's, she's kind of still just acting the same way.
1: I think she's becoming more capable in terms of, like, approaching confrontation, but I think the execution still needs work.
0: Yeah. When Joe comes in and she has more options, Lizzie says, we don't need your help. We need you to leave us alone. You tell us we're little adults, and then you treat us like children. We're not children. I'm an adult. I threw it on the ground.
1: You know, she really just snaps, like goes off.
0: Yeah, and Joe Joe seems hurt, but she like keeps it in. She reels it in.
1: Yeah, you you get like that sad, that sad, sad look on her face. And I feel for Joe in this moment, even though she was way over the top. She just wants to help. She's just trying to be a good mom.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she gives them forty dollars. How many? How many bras can that buy?
1: I mean, it depends. There's a whole. There's a whole spectrum of if we're talking like generic, maybe like two.
0: So like one each or two each.
1: Like one each.
0: <laughs> forty dollars. They can get one bra each.
1: I think that feels right.
0: How do you not know?
1: You know that's personal information, Sam. <laughs> I mean, because you have your levels of bras, right? Like you have your. Um, I'm at TJ Maxx bras. You have your Victoria. Like, there's a whole, there's a whole range, much like clothing, of like you. It's not like a bra costs this amount of money.
0: But like, if I went to a store and it was like, oh, I'm gonna buy a T-shirt. Like, a T-shirt's gonna be like twenty to twenty-five dollars, and I know that.
1: I think if you go to a place like a like a TJ Maxx, for example, speaking as a former Maxinista myself, it would be the same thing. You would say, I need a bra, and you would spend anywhere between, like, 15 and $25. Okay, all right. If So if that's a frame of reference for you.
0: All right, I can, I can get behind that. All right, so Joe needs to leave. So she says she'll wait in the food court.
1: Yeah, and immediately, well, first Lizzie's like, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. And Miranda's, like, really hyped to have Joe's money.
0: Yeah, but she's kind of put off by the way that Lizzie did it.
1: Yeah. You know, Lizzie immediately, there's a turn where she goes, I know I got what I wanted, but why don't I feel any better? It's And it's like because you were mean.
0: It's weird to see these type of platitudes spoken out loud by, like, the real Lizzie McGuire and not the cartoon.
1: I know that is totally something you would expect the cartoon to say.
0: Oh, yeah. It was weird seeing her just standing in the bra store like, I got what I wanted, but why don't I feel any better? I know. <laughs>
1: And then we're still with them. We're back. They're shopping alone now. And it becomes very clear very quickly that they have no idea how to shop for a bra.
0: Yeah, they don't know what size they they are or what the sizes mean.
1: Yeah, there's all these numbers. 32, 34, 36, A, B, C. What is going on?
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're they're very lost.
1: Very. Then we're back to the movie. This episode's kind of like Whiplash.
0: Yeah, yeah, back and (laughs) forth, back and forth. Yeah, um, so Sam is going to be the camera person for Joe, uh, for sorry, Gordo and Matt as they engage in martial arts, and so problematic issue. <laughs> this
1: is so cringy.
0: It's very cringy, but here's the deal: so they're shooting a video to be Jet Li's sidekick. Jet Li is Chinese, but here you have Gordo going, "You should not have come here, Matthew. San. like it's a Japanese karate movie. Get your Asian right." get it right
1: and it also it was funny to see again in a cringy way it was like they were shooting it but then they were showing it to us as if it was an edited thing because it was also matt and gordo when they were speaking were very badly dubbed
0: yeah i mean it is on brand with the genre i guess but it's just uh, why
1: (laughs) yeah being executed by two white boys
0: yeah um, so then they have this like action sequence where Matt's trying to beat up Gordo or trying to. He's trying to, like snap a rake in half, hurts his hurts his leg, I, I think. and then he's trying to, you know, s- break through a chair, hurts his hand. So it's not really going well.
1: No, it's not a great first take.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. it's It's yeah. not great.
1: And then we're back at the mall. and Lizzie and Miranda are still struggling in their pursuits to find their bra size, I would just like to say that all they would need to do in this situation is go up to a salesperson and ask to be measured because that is why salespeople are there in those stores.
0: I was going to say all they need to do is try one on.
1: You really can't just try one on, Sam. You kind of need to know what realm of size you are before you go into it. Well, they
0: should start at the bottom and work their way up. You know, like Mm. if you're trying on a pair of pants... <laughs> then you you could start with the smallest waist and if you can't button it you're like oh i guess i need a bigger one
1: <laughs> but it's different because you have two sizes you have the band size and you have the cup size and proper fit is really important
0: yeah but you, you can't start- really
1: wing it and like so many women wear the wrong bra size and it can affect you know your health your wellness so yeah like if it like the strap should not be digging into your shoulders um, you should have the right amount
0: of support. Okay, okay. All it's right. a whole
1: thing. you can't just you can't just wing it. I'm telling you.
0: Uh, I guess I, I'm unfamiliar with this area. I can usually just wing it.
1: Yes, which is why you should stop talking about how they should be trying on bras. All
0: right, just well, <laughs> okay, all right, you know what? You're right. I'm going to, yeah, stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> please. please stop. But as they are, you know, journey through their own you know awkwardness kate and claire show up and i would like to note that claire is not even named here right at when she shows up she's just kate's posse
0: not a me- yeah kate's posse of one
1: of one is it a posse <laughs> if there's only two people no no it's just two people and you know they are very much like what are you doing here the footy pajamas are over there this becomes a moment of, I guess, like a revelation for Lizzie and Miranda because they're shopping with Claire's mom.
0: Yeah, and Claire's mom seems like a really nice lady.
1: She does.
0: She's very pleasant. She's like, oh, Lizzie, where's your mom? And then... Lizzie's
1: like, we get to shop by (laughs) ourselves. We don't need our mom.
0: Yeah, Lizzie just comes off as kind of a jerk.
1: She really does in this moment, and it's very like targeted, I guess, because she wants to seem cooler than Kate and Claire in this moment. But she kind of just comes off as a jerk, and it's received too kindly by Claire's mom.
0: But then yeah. it's like as soon as Claire, uh, as soon as Claire's mom walks away, <laughs> Kate and Claire are back to bullying Lizzie and Miranda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it's just like, a very awkward.
0: Yeah, for as nice as Claire's mom is, Claire is just not. <laughs> it's also that nice. interesting
1: because. Claire's mom says that she hasn't seen Lizzie around in a while I was always under the impression that Lizzie and Kate were friends that's been established but my impression was that you know Kate became friends with Claire and that's sort of where the riff happened right like I never was under the assumption that maybe Lizzie was also friends with Claire
0: who knows maybe Claire's mom is going back to when they were like six or seven
1: Haven't seen you around in six years.
0: Yeah, and it's like all of your friends—you, well, like all the people in your class were your friends before you learned what clicks were and 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 these hierarchies of popularity.
1: Yeah, back when you had to invite everyone to your birthday party.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's the last time that Claire's mom has seen uh, Lizzie or Miranda. It's been a while.
1: That's basically the crux of that scene, right? Yeah, Lizzie
0: totally seeing
1: the quote-unquote popular girls shopping with a mom (laughs) yes and not complaining about it
0: no they're they're fine with it because probably because claire's mom is such a nice lady
1: i mean joe is also objectively a nice lady but claire's mom is more chill and then we are back to the movie
0: yeah um so then then we get like this kind of classic scene of you know in a in a martial arts movie there's usually like you can if you do this one last thing that's that it's going to be the thing, and then you'll be a master. It's similar to, like, in Karate Kid, when he has to, like, catch the fly with the chopsticks. This is a similar vein where it's like, only when the student can take the pebble from the master can the student become Jet Li's sidekick. I thought it was funny that Sam was reading it directly off the piece of paper. (laughs) Like, he couldn't remember that one line. He had to be reading off the piece of paper in the movie. So, you know, classic scene, again... The irony that Matt is going to stand out by doing every kind of stereotypical thing that happens in one of these movies. But yeah, so this leads to a discussion between Sam and Gordo, you know, just about whether a movie is the right direction. Sam is really big on the idea of an essay. He still thinks that that would really be a more articulate and well-reasoned expose on why Matt would be a perfect sidekick for Jet Li.
1: Yes, Correct. Gordo has notes, and Sam does not appreciate them. Yeah,
0: yeah. So now, not only one, not only Joe has been rejected by her children. <laughs> Sam is being rejected by one of his children, and a child who isn't even his own.
1: Two sad parents. I mean, so is Joe. Joe is being rejected by Lizzie and Miranda.
0: Oh, I guess so.
1: Matt. Uh, Sam is being rejected by Matt and Gordo.
0: And if you think about it. <laughs> Sam and Joe are rejected by the two kids who aren't even their children Because <laughs> Miranda's the one who's really pushing like we should get a bra now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will lie to your mom You should tell her to go away True And then Gordo's like I'm, t- I'm in charge of this movie
1: Yeah and they're sad but still helpful right Like Joe is sad but still makes sure that Lizzie has some cash to get some bras And Sam is sad, but he calls a mysterious man named David and asks for a favor and more on that to come. Yeah. Then we're back at the mall, and I feel like there isn't too much to say here. I mean, they still don't know what they're doing and are getting more and more stressed out about that. And Lizzie just basically has the revelation in this moment that she needs her mom.
0: Yeah, it's weird because in this episode, it's like as time goes on, there becomes less and less to do in the A story. So those clips become shorter and shorter while this, while the clips in the B story get longer and longer because that's clearly where the more interesting stuff is happening. Because once Joe leaves, it's kind of just like Lizzie and Miranda getting lost. They're like, I don't know what to do. Do you know what to do? I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: the pacing is interesting because <laughs> there's multiple scenes of that where ultimately like the same thing is happening.
0: Where <laughs> It's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Forky asks a question. <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> they don't know.
0: They, yeah, they don't know. And
1: I think this is the moment of, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and it's okay to need my mom.
0: I mean, she also saw that Claire has her mom, so maybe that had an influence as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, totally. That's definitely that scene was definitely there to lead Lizzie to this moment. Yeah, she's
0: like, you know what? It's cool to have your mom around.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And then. Back to the backyard, to Jet Li, to many takes of Gordo and Matt now failing because they are on their own. Gordo is now in the Sam role. Yeah, he Sam's the, quit. Sam quit. <laughs> Gordo has a tripod set up. It's not going well.
0: Yeah, so as much as I made fun of Sam for having to read the line directly off the paper, at least he got it right in one try. Gordo is like trying again and again to get the line right. Like, Yeah,
1: we definitely see that Gordo belongs behind the camera <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> in front of the camera is not where he should be no. um, so gordo similar to lizzie in the previous scene admits that, that hey this was a lot easier when sam mcguire was helping out
1: yeah these two stories definitely parallel each other very heavily in yeah. a way that we haven't seen i don't think
0: they have they have some uh
1: so in terms of storytelling it's probably one of the tighter stories in terms of like how everything comes together
0: yeah they have thematic symmetry yes thank you yes
1: we are introduced to the guy david who sam calls in the previous scene um he knows a guy and it is none other than david carradine who has much to teach matt but he must be willing to learn now did you know who this man was upon first entrance
0: uh no I did not know who this was. Should I have known who this was? Yes. Is he in something?
1: Yes, he's in a lot of things. He is in the Kill Bill movies. He's in Kung Fu.
0: See, so- this is weird to me, right? Because here is this, <laughs> here's this white man in tan face, <laughs> wearing a cowboy outfit. It doesn't even make sense thematically. Like, why do you, why are you wearing a cowboy hat?
1: I don't know.
0: And he is going to come in here and teach <laughs> Matt Mcguire how to do. Martial arts.
1: Yeah, it's really not great. My thing is, I also feel like with the way the show has been treating race, I also feel like it wouldn't have been great to have a Chinese actor in this role either.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, they probably would have played it up to be more stereotypical than just like you know uh, a uh, you know a martial arts instructor coming in and just teaching the basics. Yeah, I don't know. It, this was just weird to me. Like, who is this guy? Why is he speaking like English is not his native language? I don't understand.
1: I guess at the time of the show, he was probably a little more recognizable as the as the Kill Bill guy.
0: I guess I don't know, but like those if were pretty
1: big movies, right?
0: Were they big movies for like teen or like a twelve year old? Like, did you know who Kill Bill was? No, it, it, my yeah.
1: parents did. Like, I knew who this was. And, like, the memories of who, like, David Carradine is came back to me because I just have, like, memories of watching this episode with my mom. And my mom knew who he was and that they were brothers. Okay. So is this, like, Disney trying to pander to adults, like the parents in this moment? Probably.
0: I guess, yeah. But he comes in uh, and says that Matt has a lot to learn, Grasshopper. Yeah. (sighs) The consistency. Is just sorely lacking here like what kind of martial arts movie are they trying to make why is the teacher all of them <laughs> yeah all of them rolled into one that's not how that works
1: yeah it's really not great yeah it's very consistent with the issues that this show has yeah with race as mm-hmm. d- i mean as do a lot of i mean this is not unique to lizzie by any stretch during this time period but anyways back to the mall We get our conclusion on the bra story. They find Joe in the cafeteria and the cafeteria. Oh, my God. They find Joe in the food court and Joe launches into an apology and basically gets into, you know, my mom really embarrassed me when we went bra shopping and I promised that I would never do that, but I did it and I'm so sorry. And Lizzie and Miranda keep cutting off being like you you don't need to apologize we need to apologize uh we're not adults lizzie's like i just threw a temper tantrum i'm not an adult so you know she owns her behavior and says she's really sorry and the big you know i guess lesson of the episode is that sometimes the adult thing to do is ask for help
0: yeah and then joe is like where's my 40 dollars?"
1: as any parent would
0: (laughs) yeah show me the money yes cool so then we go back to the B story. am going to wrap that up a little bit. And <laughs> under David's tutelage, which is a word, Matt has uh, become an expert martial artist. He can now break rakes and shares with just one hand. We get the climactic pebble scene, and Matt says that because he's smart and funny and he does his own stunts, he would be the perfect sidekick for Jet Li.
1: Yeah, it was a very um, surprisingly like articulate moment for Matt.
0: I mean, it was in the script. All he had to do is read, read the script. You could tell he was reading off a prompter.
1: (laughs) I'm smart. I'm funny.
0: Those are like the two adjectives that I feel like are like go-tos whenever someone's trying to like talk about their positive qualities.
1: But yeah, I mean, some pretty impressive stunt work from Matt here. Um, A real turnaround.
0: Yeah, it turns out though that now Sam is going to need to buy a bunch of new <laughs> backyard equipment. Yeah, so. and furniture. <laughs> I hope they had a budget for that.
1: Yeah. Did we say Matt gets the pebble?
0: Uh, no, he does. Though he, he gets the pebble get... from David.
1: Much to everyone's
0: surprise. And David didn't even see it coming. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he says his work here is done and leaves. And as he's walking away, he
0: dissolves like a ghost. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I don't like. Know. Is he not even real? <laughs> Like, does Sam have an imaginary friend? Like, what is happening?
1: Was it all a dream?
0: <laughs> I'm so confused. That was
1: such an editorial choice. Like,
0: why did he dissolve into thin air? Like, what are we wh- supposed
1: to take away from that? Yeah, what's
0: the takeaway?
1: I don't know. <laughs> this is going to haunt me all week. I
0: don't. Uh, that was so mind blowing to me that they made that choice. Like, he could have just left. No, he's like, he's a ghost. He
1: is a ghost They all see ghosts He's a wizard Thanks a lot you muggle (laughs) Creative way to get that clip in there I appreciate that (laughs) Um, But yeah And Gordo and Matt are kind of in awe right? And they're like Who was that guy And Sam says I've known him all my life You could say he's like a brother And the joke in that moment is that David Carradine is Robert Carradine's brother (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then we have, you know, the episode ends. And we do get a sort of a wrap up on both stories, which I feel like we don't always get. So first we get the three-way call with the Lizzie story. Basically, and Lizzie and Miranda can't believe that Gordo spent all day with Matt and his dad. And Gordo's like, no, it was great. I'm a filmmaker. I had fun. And Gordo says, you know, next time... You need school supplies? Let me know if they're school supplies or school supplies. And like, Gordo, you totally could have deduced at the beginning of the episode that they weren't talking about
0: Yeah, Gordo, you need more situational awareness. Yes.
1: And then finally, the phone rings and Sam answers the phone and it's the people from the Jet Li contest. And Matt won. Matt is going to be Jet Li's sidekick, which how much time has passed?
0: Yeah, normally when you send in an application like this, I feel like it takes a couple days at least
1: God, I would say months
0: Yeah, but this prompts Sam to scream directly into the phone at whoever (laughs) At whoever is calling him
1: Yeah, ouch
0: Yeah, it's just like, ah
1: And it kind of like does its, you know, PowerPoint transition Like black circle close episode ends That is episode one. 12 between a rock and a bra place you know it's funny because you think about this episode for the bras but i feel like it's more about matt
0: yeah because the bra storyline kind of stalls like we said yeah because they run out of options once joe leaves that's just the way it goes so we have another question right
1: we do have another question you
0: said we had two questions so
1: the question from kelsey is What has been the most embarrassing thing you've witnessed a friend or a sibling say to parents?
0: Kelsey's questions are back.
1: Kelsey's questions are (laughs) back.
0: Well, Marissa, what's the most embarrassing thing that you have witnessed a friend or sibling say to a parent?
1: I can think of um, embarrassing things that I've witnessed parents say.
0: That's not the question. It's about children saying embarrassing things to parents.
1: Okay, but I don't know.
0: Well, like, for example, my brother used to do a lot of the the kind of things that Lizzie and even Matt in the episode before did, where it's like, your parents might be, like, trying to help or do whatever, and then he's like, you never let me do anything cool. As children, you made us watch Gilligan's Island. Like, losers.
1: (laughs) But that's not an embarrassing thing. I don't know. This is a hard question.
0: Well, I feel like it's, like, secondhand embarrassing.
1: No. Yeah, it's secondhand
0: embarrassing because... You're witnessing someone just like berate somebody else And whenever you watch someone yelling at someone else You always get like a weird kind of like embarrassment twinge You're like oh why is that happening I don't like other people yelling at other
1: people I could say you know my sister yelling at my parents
0: Wow okay way to plagiarize my answer
1: Yeah (laughs) I don't know
0: Wow sorry Kelsey Marissa put no thought into this question
1: In all fairness we read it literally right before we started recording (laughs)
0: Okay, um, so outfits. We have to talk about the outfits in this episode. This episode takes place over the course of one day, so everybody's wearing the same outfit throughout the entire episode. Uh, so I guess let's start with Lizzie and Miranda, right? They open the episode, and they're wearing some uh, very flashy outfits.
1: I feel like we've seen these looks before.
0: There's too much going on with Miranda for me. Like, between the cheetah or leopard shoes, the, like, psychedelic 60s shirt. The fact that the shirt is brown, like, no one wants to wear anything brown. I
1: know, brown and orange.
0: <laughs> yeah, not not great, but then she's got, like, the pink uh, ties in her hair. Yeah. There's just way too much going on there for me.
1: And then Lizzie's wearing, I feel like, I really feel like we've seen the shirt that Lizzie's wearing before.
0: We probably have.
1: She's an outfit repeater, she as is, we know.
0: She is an outfit repeater, and she also has this, um like, blue like pleather jacket that she wears that's on and off throughout cool. the episode yeah that's that's a nice accessory wear that more
1: i'm really into their clogs i want to say you i like the clogs i loved clogs
0: uh, i think the clogs are too much
1: but as like a statement piece in the early 2000s i loved clogs i'm surprised
0: you like either of these clogs because lizzie's are orange you notoriously hate orange and miranda's are leopard and are you a leopard person
1: i was a leopard person i was a cheetah girl. Oh. I went through a phase.
0: Okay. All right. Noted. Next, I want to talk about Claire's mom. Claire's mom comes in and she's just like she's looking fly. Look at this like nice orange jacket. I know that you hate orange, but like
1: No, Claire's mom looks great.
0: Claire's mom comes in looking fly.
1: Yeah, she is a businesswoman.
0: Yeah. She she works, but she's also here to be a mom. She's rocking both worlds.
1: She looks great. You're right. I am a big fan of Claire's mom.
0: Yeah. We need more of Claire's mom. This is probably the only time she shows up, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So somehow, some way, Matt has gotten a karate outfit. <laughs> his headband looks kind of like it's just a bedsheet that's been tied around his head. Um, and, for, and some way, Gordo's gotten a kimono.
1: At first, I thought it was just like a tablecloth. Draped around him. At least when Sam is wearing it, it looks just more like a tablecloth. There weren't really sleeves.
0: No, but it's got like very like purposeful patterning. It's like it's yeah, clearly a kimono. It's a
1: kimono. You're right,
0: or like a bathrobe, maybe. But
1: yeah, like a silk robe, uh, yeah, of some sort.
0: Yeah, like where did you get this? I don't know. I guess we've got to talk. <laughs> we've got to talk about David Carradine. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Indiana Jones. He does. I don't understand what this has to do. And he's got like a. He's got like a backpack for no reason (laughs) Like
1: yeah, what's
0: in the bag? Why do you have a bag?
1: Can I just say that in terms of lizzie's jacket sometimes it's on and sometimes it's off but she's not holding it when it's Off so where is it?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's really unclear. She just leaves it in the dressing room. I guess maybe (laughs) I don't know Also, can I just say we talk about sam mcguire's tie a lot in this episode? He's got a very loose knot on the tie like if you're gonna do a loose loose knot, what's the point of the tie?
1: It's the weekend. He is casual, but still needs a tie.
0: If you're casual, you don't need a tie.
1: Yeah. Also, what is that tie?
0: <laughs> yeah. What is the tie and like <laughs> you can't unbutton the top button and then <laughs> loosen the tie so that the tie is even more loose. Like just take the tie off.
1: Yeah. Gordo's giving me some young Spielberg vibes there though.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have the glasses. He needs yeah. the glasses. He needs
1: the Sam McGuire glasses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Those are That's it, right? Those are the outfits.
0: Those are the outfits, yeah.
1: Cool. And then we are at MVP. Sam, who is your MVP for this episode?
0: Wow. I hadn't really given it too much thought. I forgot that I was supposed to go first for <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this portion of the, the podcast. Let me think. It's definitely going to be between the two parents for me. Because I think that the, like the whole point of this episode, right, is that.
1: You need your parents. You need your parents. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You need your parents. And the 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 tutelage that a parent can provide is just paramount in, in a multitude of situations. So between Sam and Joe, uh, you know, my head wants to give it to Joe McGuire because it's the A story. But my heart. Wants to give it to Sam Maguire. And so I think on the on the tail end of what we mentioned yesterday or last week, that we haven't given Sam Maguire an MVP yet, I think this is the perfect time to give Sam Maguire an MVP. He is all in on helping Matt with his ludicrous dream. And even as outrageous as it might be, he's there throughout the whole thing. Even when the kids don't want him there, even when they reject his ideas, he's still there to help. He brings in his brother slash ghost who is able to help Matt. <laughs> learn how to do kung fu slash karate slash a mixture of every martial arts and in such a way, no martial arts. So, um, yeah, for that reason, Sam McGuire is my MVP of this episode. So much drama.
1: Congratulations, Sam McGuire. You have your first MVP. What a big moment. (laughs) I
0: know, a huge moment. Marissa, who's your MVP?
1: So I agree with you that this is an episode that is, you know, ultimately about the parents. And I'm going to go on the flip side. I'm going to give mine to Joe.
0: That's fair. I felt like if one of us, gave, like, I feel like splitting it between the two is a really, like, good way to, to to put a cap on this episode.
1: Yeah, she was there for Lizzie. She was a little eager, but had good intentions the whole time. Supportive of her daughter, you know, wanting to feel like an adult and, like, letting her you kind of, like... Come to her own, come into her own throughout the course of this shopping experience. When she's hurt, she, you know, I think she's a very, a little bit too understanding in that moment where she entirely backs off. She lets them have their day, and really, you know, as as much as we say that Joe McGuire can have some questionable parenting moments in this episode, I thought she was a great mom.
0: Okay, cool. So congrats to Joe, who has now moved into a tie for second place with Gordo. They both have four. They're two behind Lizzie.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, you were really big on Joe in the beginning, and then Joe kind of, like, drifted off over the next
1: Well, okay, so because several episodes. I'm thinking about this now, Joe and Lizzie's relationship is so great, and when the episodes focus on them, I feel like that's when I r- I'm really, like, pro-Joe, because the like mother daughter relationship is so i think like well crafted and i think it's one of the strongest elements of the series as a whole is yeah. their relationship that's fair um but then when it comes to like her parenting Matt it's like she's a completely different person
0: yeah she's like evil and vindictive <laughs> yeah. It's really scary. It's like
1: it's like a 180. I know I'm here for all the good (laughs) Mom (laughs) and lizzie moments.
0: (laughs) Joe is conducting her own nature versus nurture experiment out of her own house (laughs)
1: Honestly, maybe Yeah, that's what it feels like sometimes
0: (laughs) Oh my god Cool and sam mcguire is just there to be a bystander.
1: Well, yeah, I mean he knows that when joe says something There's no point in arguing
0: Well, she found our cave. I guess we've got to fill it in. That's it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She got us fair and square. It's over. It's over. Resisting is futile. I think that was a quote from that episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember that, yeah.
1: But yeah, that was episode 112, Uh, between a rock and a bra place. It was a fun episode, I would say, overall.
0: Yeah, if you can look past the kind of problematic... Um, things that happen in this episode and like the insensitivity that they have towards (laughs) Asian culture, you know, a lot of fun things do happen in this episode. It has a pretty good pace, even though the A story kind of stalls out. So, you know, this was definitely in probably the upper half, maybe even upper quarter of episodes that we've seen so far. It was a fun episode.
1: Yeah. Lizzie got her bra. She,
0: she has a bra now. She has a bra. At least, at least one. At
1: least one. Because
0: apparently bras are $20. It's weird that Miranda expects Joe to pay for her. Yeah, bra I was as thinking well. about that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like my mom can't come with me. Um, your mom should buy me a bra. Yeah, that that's a choice. And if Gordo came, Joe should buy Gordo a bra as well.
1: <laughs> Truly. But yeah, as always, please do follow us along at outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. You can send us questions. You can email us questions at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. Still going.
0: Still going, yeah. Um, The outfits that we talked about today will be posted online at www.paginatedmedia.com forward slash outfitrepeaters. Um, So you can check those outfits out there.
1: And be sure to tune in next week when we discuss episode 113, Come Fly With Me.
0: Like the Frank Sinatra song.
1: Yes. Is this
0: a good ep- is this a good episode?
1: It's a big Gordo episode.
0: Oh, okay. I I like Gordo. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think it's a fun one.
0: All right. So stay tuned. I guess. Yeah.